on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hi there, folks. History unfolded today as Donald Trump appeared in a Miami courtroom to face criminal charges. Trump accused of keeping national security documents after leaving office. He's calling it a witch hunt. Many Republican voters agree as well. America's divided today what it all means. I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. Welcome. Okay, so Donald Trump is used to making history, probably not like this. Trump pleaded not guilty before U.S. Magistrate Judge Jonathan Goodman. It was the second courtroom visit for Trump in recent months. Back in April, he pleaded not guilty to state charges in New York stemming from a hush money payment to a porn star. But this appearance in Miami was different. These are federal charges. His support base was out in force, as you can imagine, some even crying. Have a look. I always have his back. I'm about to cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, he's our president. Loves America, loves the people of America. So for the rest of the world watching, it's a sign of how divided America's really become and how the spectacle of Trump does continue. But not all Republicans are taking Trump's side. Have a look. I'm angry. Um, the country is going to go through tumult as a result of one thing. President Trump didn't turn over military documents when he was asked to do so. Why did he just turn the documents in? Had he done so, he certainly would not have been indicted. I'm sure his lawyers told him that. What was the purpose? What was the purpose? Now, Trump has even lost the support of his former Secretary of State. I handled thousands and thousands of them over my time in Congress and then as a CIA director and Secretary of State. Um, I suppose we can all make mistakes and get them to the wrong place, but when somebody identifies that, you got to turn them in. And so that's just, that's inconsistent with protecting America's soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines. And if the allegations are true, some of these were pretty serious, important documents. And so that's wrong. All right, you got to turn them in, he says. Let's go to Washington now, bring in Cheddar correspondent Lisa Benetamilabo. Work, Lisa, thanks so much for stopping here at Ticker. Talk to us about what happened during the arraignment. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this was a historic arraignment from pleading not guilty to all 37 charges in that 49-page indictment this afternoon. His lawyers pleading not guilty on behalf of him. Uh, people inside the courtroom said Trump didn't say a word and looked a little glum throughout uh, the courtroom proceedings. And then after that, he quickly headed back to where he will be tonight in Bedminster, New Jersey, to deliver uh, remarks. But the takeaway here is he's pleading not guilty and he has a long journey ahead of him as this case is going to make its way through that courtroom as Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith and his team of prosecutors have to prove their case in court face off against Trump's legal team could be months, even longer before we see any type of verdict or some type of pre-deal reached. And that if it does reach that point of a verdict, could mean serious trouble for Trump. Those charges are serious charges and could lead to decades in prison. Really feels like that Peronian vibe that they see in Argentina, doesn't it? Back in the 1930s and 40s when Juan Peron was coming to power and there were charges and there were rallies and everyone coming together. It's got that vibe that doesn't really feel very American. What comes next? Yeah, so... 
totally agree with you on in terms of that vibe, the divide kind of deepening here. This is the second indictment uh, for Trump in just a couple of months now. But as for what's next, like I said, the, it's going to have to move its way through the court proceedings. It could be a long time before we have any type of answer as to whether he will be convicted or not. But for Trump, he's going to continue on with his 2024 presidential campaign. He's getting right to it tonight uh, in Bedminster, New Jersey, where he's going to deliver remarks around 8.15 p.m. Eastern time to a crowd and then continue fundraising uh, at an event right after that, even just this morning, sending out a fundraising email. So his eyes still set on 2024. Um, and he said multiple times that this is not going to stop him and he's staying locked into that race. And just like the first time around, he's got this wonderful ability to avoid having to have a mugshot taken as well. We also learned today that he hasn't had to surrender his passport, uh, no limitations placed on his domestic or international travel, which allows him to continue on with that work, essentially, of trying to become the president again. Right. And legally, he's completely allowed to become the president again, even if he is convicted. So. Uh, legally, nothing is stopping him. And like you said, he didn't need to have a mugshot. The judge did not determine that he was any sort of flight risk, allowing him uh, to go back and travel and continue on with his uh, campaign. What's the White House said about this? Because while many know that there are differences between the Justice Department and the White House, there are others, namely Trump supporters, a lot of Republicans as well, and probably a lot of people who just don't follow along that closely, who think this is one political party attacking someone who is trying to bring that party down. Yeah, uh, we've heard that over and over again from Republicans who are kind of pointing the finger at uh, the Biden administration, calling this uh, political weaponization. It's not only come from Trump, it's come from other uh, Republicans. Now, the White House has remained tight-lipped on this whole situation. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre not taking any uh, questions on this. And um, as you alluded to, Biden is also facing his own investigation. Now, what Democrats are saying is that these two facts are completely different. It all comes down to the way that the documents were handled. Uh, after the DOJ asked for them and that Trump was not cooperative with the DOJ once uh, they were asked for. And for those of us who remember what happened back in April, uh, that crazy circus heading towards downtown Manhattan as well for the first indictment, the first arraignment, why is this one different? I think this one is different mainly because it's a federal case, so much bigger deal here. Also, just the fact that this is the second indictment for Trump in months. This just adds on to the number of legal cases that he's dealing with. He has the New York indictment where he faces 34 counts on falsifying business records. He has this indictment and at least three other major uh, investigations, everything from the January 6th Capitol attack to election uh, interference and as well as other business dealings. So this just tacks uh, it all on and it makes it that much harder for Trump to move forward. If anything, it also motivates him though to become the president. So in worst case scenario situation, he could possibly pardon himself, but this just makes all of his legal troubles that much worse. In addition, I would say that uh, just the serious nature of these charges you're dealing with classified documents, many that could put at risk the U.S. national security uh, in those indictment papers that alleges that Trump was showing them 
showing the documents around his Mar-a-Lago yeah. estate to those who had no access to it. So, uh, of course, that puts in danger uh, the U.S. military and other uh, national defense information that the U.S. has. And it's quite funny to see the judge saying that he's not a flight risk to a man who owns his own plane. Interestingly, as you mentioned, he's pleaded not guilty. His lawyer said there was no way he was going to plead guilty, even though many say this is an open and shut case. It's really clear he had those documents. It's really clear he shouldn't have had those documents. Why did he have to plead not guilty? I mean, yeah, like you said, if he, I feel like if he pleads guilty, then it's kind of shutting the whole situation down for him. He has nowhere to go. Uh, as is his nature, he's going to plead not guilty and fight his way through it with the hope that he um, gets out or even reaches a plea deal. So there really was no option. I don't think anyone would have expected otherwise for Trump to have uh, pleaded anything else than not guilty in this situation. And then he's headed straight to a restaurant, a Cuban restaurant to celebrate with supporters. Yeah, very much in Trump fashion there. I think quick to uh, try and turn things around and make it somehow an advantage to himself and go to this Cuban uh, restaurant and greet his supporters and call it um, a witch hunt. Um, but I do want to say again that Trump has said, you know, despite w the way that he may be benefiting in terms of energizing his base, he still never wanted to be in the situation where he's indicted. No one wants yeah, to be indicted. Exactly. He said. And it's one of those so, situations yeah. as well where it can easily unfold and bring on other things as well, which would be his biggest concern. We're talking with Lisa Benetan from Cheddar. When we come back, how has the Trump indictment impacted the rest of the GOP race? I'm Aaron Young. Do stay with us.